Welcome to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. On today's episode of our daily NYFF 60 edition, writer-director Frederick Wiseman discusses A Couple, a main slate selection of this year's festival, with NYFF programming committee member Rachel Rosen. Countess Sophia Bears married Leo Tolstoy when she was 18 and he was 34. They were husband and wife for 18 years, had 13 children, and she outlived him by nine years. Yet their relationship, among the most discussed and written about in literary history, was anything but harmonious, as Sophia, an artist in her own right, a photographer, memoirist, and editor, was constantly forced to negotiate her happiness with her husband's infidelities. Inspired by Sophia's story, legendary American documentarian Frederick Wiseman has made a film based on Sophia's diaries and letters from Leo to Sophia, structured as a series of monologues delivered with magnificent poise and gathering intensity by star and co-writer Natalie Botafou, pillowed by graceful images of natural beauty from the film's bucolic French setting, Wiseman's captivating one-woman portrait presents a remarkably contemporary rendering of a marriage. To learn more and get tickets for this year's NYFF, taking place through October 16th in all five boroughs of NYC, visit filmlink.org. Enjoy this conversation with Frederick Wiseman. Please welcome back director Frederick Wiseman and actor, co-screenwriter, Natalie Boutefeu. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to start with the basic question, which is how did the two of you come to decide to collaborate on this film? And I guess I want to ask it a little bit as a chicken and egg question, whether it was the material that inspired you to make the film or whether you wanted to work together and went looking for something to work on? Well, the answer is uh, both. Uh, we, we had worked together before in, I think it was two, in 2010 or 11, uh, we did a play based on a life of Emily Dickinson uh, uh, in Paris. And uh, then we, uh, we were, for years, we were looking for something else to do, and, and Natalie had the idea of uh, doing something related to the Tolstoys, and uh, uh, she had read uh, Sophia Tolstoy's uh, notebooks, uh, and uh, so, and then I read them, and then we, we start, we had, we started to work on uh, the screenplay, and we worked at, from time to time on the screenplay for about a year. Uh, the film was shot in, uh, the spring of 2021, and we started working on the screenplay in July of 2020. We didn't obviously work on it every day, but we worked on it from time to time, uh, and uh, then shot the film in, uh, in May of uh, 2021. Uh, would you talk a little bit about how you collaborated on your writing? Um, just even just the details of the process. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, we, we would meet and uh, talk about what we read and make selections uh, and then uh, type, not the uh, typed up all the selections we made. And then I think, you know, the original version was about 90 pages. 
which would be, the length would have been consistent with my documentaries. Uh, 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 but, uh, but not for this film, and we, we met, and we kept editing and cutting it down and compressing it, and um, uh, uh, Natalie changed a lot of the French, made it, uh, uh, made the language a bit more contemporary than, than, uh, than the translations, uh, and we finally arrived at a text we both liked, and. Uh, uh, the production was organized and we shot the film. But we, we met very often uh, to discuss the text and argue about various aspects of the Tolstoy's life and what, what we wanted to show in the film. Um, I've read some things you've said about the difference between found private monologue and... I mean, fictional written monologue. And I'm, I'm wondering, I guess, how or if, not even how, but if you think differently about filming those two different kinds of monologues. Well, it, it's, it's complete, well, it's, it's very different because in the documentaries, there are, for instance, in, in Welfare, there are a couple of really uh, very funny and, and uh, pretty long monologues, but they're just things that I stumbled across. Uh, the people in welfare were actors, but they could only perform one role, and uh, I never asked them to repeat anything. I, I just happened to be lucky enough uh, to be there when they went on uh, a verbal rampage. Um, and... Uh, in this movie, it's completely different because everything was planned in advance. It was rehearsed. Uh, uh, it was rehearsed before the shooting and and the the day of shooting. And uh, so, uh, uh, it, it the monologues in the documentaries are, in a sense, found objects or found sequences. Uh, Whereas uh, this, everything was plotted, so to speak. Um, I, I know it's going to, I was writing my questions and they all seem to be variations of the same question. So um, in a way they are, but I guess I'm also, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, in, in a way, I guess part of what I'm asking is in your nonfiction work, you have to stay very open to Never. discovery. Never. And I think that that must be also true <laughs> in a process like this, but that it just, just takes a slightly <laughs> different form where the discovery comes in. Well, the discovery <laughs> existed during the, the, the uh, work well, together and, 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 uh, on the script. And also, uh, the discovery was in, in Natalie's performance and the things that she did uh, to, uh, as part of the performance that weren't planned. Uh, and on on on, 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 on,
et les choses qu'on a découvertes euh, pendant, le, pendant le tournage qui n'est pas discuté. Euh, oui. Bon, il, oui, oui, oui. Tu, tu veux parler de ça? But, but speak into the microphone because some people might speak French. Well, I, I'll try, I can translate it. Yes. So there were no rehearsals. <laughs> we, we rehearsed. <laughs> I just said we rehearsed. No. Uh, 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 it's a liar. Uh, well, it's not the first time. Uh, uh, uh. Well, maybe you didn't understand it was a rehearsal. Uh, uh. Well, for example, um, uh, you filmed um, another monologue performance, Last Letter, uh, in 2002. Mm -hmm. uh, and there you used a technique that you use again here, which is sometimes you have Natalie looking directly into the camera and breaking the fourth wall, and sometimes not. So can you talk a little bit about how you chose the moments that would be the direct address to the audience? Is that something you discussed beforehand or? Well, it, it's something we, we, to some extent, and to some extent, I mean, I, I, I wanted Natalie uh, to turn toward the camera uh, uh, when she was directly addressing Leo. Uh, or not every time, but most of the time when she was addressing Leo, uh, because the, the the other moments were her her own reflections, and there are sometimes where she she would interrupt her own interior so-called interior monologue to say something directly to him, and those were the times when she talked to the camera. <laughs> and I'm also wondering uh, for Natalie. Uh, just in terms of performing a monologue, um, how you work to calibrate gesture. Um, you know, you have the pen and the paper to work with in the beginning, but your physical gestures, you're acting beyond your face. Comment tu décider quel geste tu fais? Tu fais les gestes avec les mains quand tu écris. Tu fais les gestes pendant le monologue. Uh, It just happens. <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, to me, uh, acting is completely mysterious, which is why maybe I'm asking questions that. Uh, <laughs> well, then the, I'm curious to know how you approach working with actors, uh, since this is such a... Well, I've only worked with two. Uh, uh, the actress in uh, The Last Letter and, and with Natalie. Uh, so I, my, my book about the philosophy of acting will appear shortly. But, no, uh, you know, I, what I basically did was to, uh, the same thing I did in the last letter, I, I told Catherine Samy, who was the actress in the last letter, what I thought. As I told Natalie, uh, we, I had a, a very uh, direct uh, relationship, uh, Try no bullshit, uh, you say what you think, and uh, uh, 
you discuss it and arrive at, uh, uh, at a, a common way of doing it. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I, mean, I, I have, that's my only experience in, in, uh, in dealing. Uh, I mean, I just say what you think and deal directly. There's no, it's not a grand philosophy, but, you know, it works for us. A short but pertinent book. It'll be a short but pertinent book. <laughs> um, speak, if you will, also about this glorious garden in Brittany where you shot uh, and how you worked with John Davy to capture the landscape. Well, the, uh, the garden is called a gard uh, garden, Laboulet Garden. It belongs to a friend of mine by the name of Ronique Laboulet. And when I was in the beginning, I didn't know where to shoot the film. And I thought perhaps it could be shot uh, in the garden of one or two other films. And uh, then I suddenly, I remembered Ronique's garden and I called her up and asked her whether we could shoot the film there. And it's a garden that she, it's her life's work really. She's worked on it for 17 years and she, she's, she lives next to the garden and works on it every day. And it, it's, it's part of it is cultivated and part of it is savage. And uh, Natalie and I spent a week in, uh, in Belle, it's an island called Belle-Ile. We spent a week in Belle-Ile uh, about a month before the shooting. and. Uh, picked out various places for various scenes. And then uh, uh, when John arrived, uh, uh, I, uh, we, we changed some of the places. And, uh, but basically, the film was shot in the places that had been picked out in advance. And uh, uh, I wanted to show the various uh, parts of the garden. And, uh, and I, I needed... The garden is really, in, from my point of view, a character in the film because uh, uh, on the one hand, the garden is extremely beautiful, uh, but on the other hand, uh, the, the garden has its own life uh, where at night the animals who live in the garden eat each other and kill each other. Uh, uh, so on the one hand, there's this beauty, on the other hand, the garden represents, in some ways, the uh, uh, savagery of existence. Uh, if you can talk a, a little bit more about the marriage at the center, the marriage at the center of this project. I mean, it's it's called a couple, even though it's Sophia Tolstoy that we mostly see. Um, what was it that was the original thing that interested you about their relationship? Yeah. Um, Qu'est-ce qui nous a intéressé dans le sujet, c'est ça? Oui. Euh, c'est sur la création, le, 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 la différence, les, le partage des territoires masculin-féminin. Voilà. Ce qui nous a intéressé. We were interested in, in uh, the relationship between a man and a woman and how they divided up uh, their work together. 
Et comment Sophia essaye de créer sa vie et de la façon la plus intéressante possible. Comment Sophia crée sa vie, leur vie familiale, de la manière la plus intéressante possible, la plus artistique possible. Et comment c'est difficile de partager ça. Sophia a essayé de créer une vie avec Tolstoy et what she considered a normal life in his, his incapacity to participate, from her point of view, to participate in uh, the, what she considered to be the normal life of a married couple. Uh, I'm elaborating a little bit on what Natalie said. <laughs> but, uh, 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 I, w when I had the misfortune to go to law school, when a professor asked a question, uh, And the student gave an answer that he thought was inappropriate. He would say, let me paraphrase your thought uh, and say something the reverse. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> so so I, I think what Natalie, if I can interpret it correctly, what Natalie, uh, Natalie is saying is that we were interested in their life as a couple. And, and, and her, her dissatisfaction uh, and her wish to have a more normal life. It didn't say that. We have to work on getting more reliable interpreters here Come for tomorrow. our further New York Film Festival. Yes, unreliable interpreter for this New York Film Festival Q&A in action. I will write my answer. Um, and we have like just a few more minutes before we have to get off the stage if there's anyone in the audience who wants to, yes, they're in the blue. And I'll just, oh, there's a microphone right there. I actually don't have a question, but I wanted to see if I could translate a little bit of what she said. Oh, awesome. Which is, we have an offer of interpretation. They're both les artistes, right? It's a, two artists, they're both artists, Tolstoy and Sophia. And so she was trying to see if she could bring her artistry into the relationship. Or, How, how could the relationship be artistic, as artistic as possible? Yeah. Partially that, yeah? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. We have both answers stand, and they're both legitimate. Uh, do we have time for one quick more one? There's one right in the center here. Hi, so I was wondering, why did you guys choose to go with the nature motif and like have such a focus with nature with the work? So it's a question again about the garden and why did you go with such a, to choose to have nature and this motif that you've mentioned of the savagery, savagery well, I, of... Well, we didn't have that idea originally, but then then when I thought of uh, the Laboulet garden, I mean, uh, I mean, from a technical point of view, I needed transitions between the sequences because I didn't want to have... Natalie talking for 60 minutes uh, without a break. Uh, so the, 
the garden became a ca uh, 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 I, 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 I used the the garden for uh, for to have transitions between the various parts of the monologue. So it served, and then from my point of view, uh, uh, the guard, the shots of the garden took on a life of their own and a meaning of their own uh, related to the subject matter of the film. But that was an idea that emerged uh, really uh, uh, after, it wasn't an idea from the beginning, it was an idea that emerged when we were look as a consequence of picking the garden as a place to shoot the film, because uh, it, I don't even know if the Tolstoys had a garden. They certainly didn't have a garden by the sea. Uh, uh, so the whole choice of a garden was uh, so-called artistic license. Uh, and uh, the, the garden, I mean, uh, fr from our point of view, the garden had to suggest something other than just being a pretty place with lovely flowers and, 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 uh, and trees and a pond. So th that was the idea, which I hope, you know, comes across in the film. It certainly does. Because in, in films like this, or any film, the question of how to deal with abstractions is, is complicated. Uh, and I, I, in any of the films that I've done, I try not to hit the audience over the head with the abstraction uh, or the more general idea, but I, I hope it's present. I hope that the viewer will think about the implications of the choice of images. I think that's all we have time for. But thank you so much, really, for the beautiful film and for coming to share it with us. 